Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mueller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Fred Wellman. He's a pro-democracy advocate, a political consultant, an army combat veteran. He's the host of the podcast On Democracy, and he's the co-founder of the Beer Hall Project. He also advises Voters for Tomorrow, which is basically a Gen Z advocacy group. So cool. I'm really looking forward to our conversation, but before we start. The Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Fred Wellman. Welcome back to the show, Fred. Welcome, man. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Well, you know, I I really do enjoy your presence on Twitter. Obviously, you've been on the show before. And since you've been on the show, some things have changed. I was looking at your your bio. Um, So there's some really impressive things you've got going on. Uh, Obviously, you're the host of On Democracy podcast. And then you're also uh, the co-founder of the Beer Hall Project, and you advise Voters of of Tomorrow, which is a Gen Z organization, an advocacy group. Also impressive. So let's just start your podcast on democracy. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's just I'm really proud of it. We launched it. Uh, I launched it on the Colin app actually. It said recruited me last spring, and that was okay. And then I got a little decided I want to go a different direction. So we've really got a really big this this summer. I've had about I think 12 episodes going into this to, this week. Really cool guests. Uh, we're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, but I've had have great conversations. A lot. Of, it, it just the thread of like old friends. A lot of them, you know, yeah. you know Steve Schmidt, who I worked with. I've got you know I've got. Um, I had Mark McKinnon, who was a professor of mine at Harvard for a while there. Uh, I'm really fortunate to have some great folks. That's awesome. And hello to your dog, who's also making an appearance on the show. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just explained to him he shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's okay, though. We love, we love the animal appearances. <laughs> recordings. <laughs> we love the animal appearances. Yeah, um, yes. well, it's, and of course, it's Christmas, so all yeah. delivery vehicles are out. <laughs> here, here in the beautiful suburbs of St. Louis, where I shoot from. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then uh, tell us also about the Beer Hall Project. You know, Beer Hall Project is a great organization. We launched it uh, right out a year ago um, with the idea of reminding Americans the the, the, the what we faced mm-hmm. that this has happened before. Mm-hmm. That there is such a there's so much comparison between um, what happened in 1923 in Germany mm-hmm. uh, and what followed, mm-hmm. and what we were facing January 6 and beyond. So we we launched with the idea to kind of make sure everyone you know we remind everybody the stakes, what we had to do to protect our democracy. Um, you know, we got off and running pretty good, and then of course there's an election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, both me and my partner, uh, my co-founder. Uh, do candidate work, so we we kind of kind of let things like, go quiet for a minute there, and we got some really exciting stuff coming up cool. as we look at this next phase, right? Like what is next in America, and and what we're looking at more and more is you know we don't know how to talk to each other anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things we kind of ran up against during this cycle of the election and, and the work I did with my candidates is is you know it, we, you know we all kind of lament the days where we you know, went to the ball game, a kid's ball game, we could all talk to each other mm-hmm. and have conversations about what was going on in the world from a, a position of understanding each other 
and, 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 and conversations that came from the same understanding of where America was, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we're actually doing some interesting work. I can't reveal it yet, but we're working with some uh, some actual uh, you know, like scientists and you know, researchers wow. to kind of say, you know, what research has been done out there? How do we start talking to each other again? How do we break through the noise uh, hmm, and have conversations great. in America? So I'm pretty excited about the next phase of their whole project, but uh, but we have a lot lot going on. When the is the, when do you anticipate that's going to be available for all of us? I am hoping or in the next couple of months. I've already been talking to a, a researcher who's really good, and uh, he owes me a little bit of paperwork <laughs> to do the actual research. And then, of course, like in all great projects, you have to find a donor to pay for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but we've been fortunate. We got off to a really good start. We had Edward Norton's support. And, oh, and, wow. all. and, and our, our big thing was very, I'll be very honest, too. Our, we started off very aggressive. We were, you yeah. know, we were really hardcore. We were highlighting Josh Hawley, highlighting yeah. The really terrible people that participated but as the year has gone by we're also saying you know what those guys are getting plenty of attention how do we focus on the average american and mm -hmm. having our conversations with each other again so so i think you're going to see a shift there but but uh it's uh you know just like america right things are things are changing we have to keep up with them yeah well that's fantastic because i mean when you say that i immediately think of people in my family <laughs> you know who right. i don't agree with right. and the thing the right. thing that's so difficult about this is you know, like there, there's somebody in my family who's a MAGA Republican and uh, then there's other people in my family who are liberals and they say, oh, you shouldn't talk to that family member. And it's it's right. not so easy. And I mean, I totally get it. I understand that the people who are supporting MAGA are basically supporting white supremacy and domestic terrorism and all of that. I get it. I'm not an idiot. But I also right. when, when you're dealing with family, it's so complicated. And this particular family member, you know, was taking care of me when I was a little kid and loved me and and made sure that I was safe and so it's it's not my mom but I mean it's just you know yeah. how, how do you just turn your back on someone like that especially when at this point in time that family member is not turning on me she, you know she right. she sends me money for Christmas and it you know I'm not right saying oh I need the money it's not about the money it's the fact that she is doing that because she does love me she's been you know she's just been brainwashed by not even Fox, because she doesn't listen to Fox. She just basically listens to news radio, Rush Limbaugh, all that kind of right-wing radio, I should say. So I'm yeah. very much interested in that. And I'm sure, you know, obviously I'm not alone. So many of us are in that same boat where we have family that right. we, we love, but we feel like we've lost them. And maybe we're never going to get them back, but at least we could try, you know, at least we might be able to try what a what a professional scientist says you know to, right. to try to work through this so i'm very interested <laughs> yeah it's exciting and the thing is we have to that the, is the fever the question we have to ask ourselves as a country is the fever dream breaking breaking yeah. or accelerating yeah depends on where you sit right like like perspective is a matter of where you sit i would say right so yeah. you know here in missouri i'm not sure i just went to the election here in missouri not great you know yeah <laughs> it didn't go great in many ways we fell backwards quite mm -hmm. a bit but in other places we're seeing sort of a, a compromise we see the cult of trump breaking mm -hmm. um we see him fracturing yeah. so it, it when the cult i guess it's kind of like Here's how I kind of see it, right? One of the things I spent a good part of my military career during the Cold War. Uh, my first assignment in the Army was in Korea um, and, and against against the DMZ. We actually did. I actually was trained and had to fly scout helicopters into the DMZ. And 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 throughout that, there's these corridors you're going to, right? And there's always this understanding of, you know, what happens when the 
the Kim family collapses, you know, mm-hmm. what is the next phase? The same thing happened with East and West Germany. Like, mm-hmm. what's the plan to bring us together once the fever dream breaks? Right. And, I, and we spent a lot of our time in the Cold War, our military, thinking about what happens when the when the you know the economy collapses, when the, when the wall comes down, mm-hmm. and it, it did. And, and we went through that, right? And there was a time where we really didn't know how to talk to each other. You know, what are we going to do when the cult of Trump collapses mm-hmm. finally? You know, what happens when? Um, you know, there there really isn't. We talked about DeSantis and the mm-hmm. others taking the reign from him, but I don't see an actual transfer of the the MAGA crowd to mm-hmm. another person, right? And so, what happens then? You know, when yeah. when it, when the when the fever finally breaks and, and people kind of wake up and go, wait a minute, the whole thing was bullshit. Are we prepared to figure out how we come together as a country again? Um, yeah. So there are historical precedents, uh, mm-hmm. precedents, uh, and, and we have to. Um, look towards those, and and I'm hoping that if I work with some really smart people who are smarter than me, which isn't a very small list, a very large list of people who are smarter than me, <laughs> which is just about everybody on earth. But if I work with some really smart people, um, figure out you know figure out what is the the best way to go about that. So I'm excited about that work, and I yeah. got some other stuff cooking. You know, as we know, we just finished the campaign with, with my good friend Marcus Flowers and yeah. George fourteen, and and, and uh, so we got a lot going on. Wow. Wow. So, okay, let's just jump in. I want to get your opinion on this because I ask everybody. Okay. Um, as far as Mer- uh, Merrick Garland, Donald Trump, Jack Smith, all of that, I know the uh, Rolling Stone was just reporting that the January 6th committee will make criminal referrals to the Justice Department. So yeah. where are you on this? I mean, obviously, you know, there are people who feel like Garland is a, a do-nothing AG and they hate him and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, you know, there there are certainly people out there who don't think Jack, they, they think basically Jack Smith, uh, yeah, Jack Smith is going to tell Garland, all right, you need to indict and Garland's going to say no, which I don't agree with. But where are right. you in all of this? Uh, I, I, as, as always, I often find myself in the middle of all this, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the pace. I mean, it has been yeah. two years. I, I, I am frustrated with the pace of our justice system. Yeah. Uh, it does seem to be for Meraxi seems to take a lot longer for certain people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you have moments of, of, of clarity where like the 11th circuit smacks down, uh, the judge in Florida because reality sets in and it doesn't matter who appointed the people because the judicial system is the judicial system. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not believe in my heart that if Jack Smith finds criminal intent and criminal charges be pressed, that Merrick Garland would get in his way from that, that, mm-hmm. he, would, that he would never be a bill bar. Um, I do believe that Garland, for all the criticisms, uh, is there in that job for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, there are moments of, of of panic where I realize the connections between all these men of power and mostly men of power when we talk about these people, um, you know, Federalist Society and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to go down a rabbit hole thinking there's, there's nefarious things going on. But because there are but <laughs> yeah you know at the same time you know our supreme court is an absolute train wreck mm-hmm. um there's no question about that but in the end i am seeing i'm seeing failure i'm seeing trump fail i'm seeing mm-hmm. him break um he is he is clearly yeah. not in control of his emotions he's not in control of his world anymore and and this is man i had this conversation on my show the other day with mark mckinnon I mean, this is a man who spent his entire life marketing himself mm-hmm. like the story of donald trump is donald trump right? <laughs> and and he's you know right he's always a marriage we actually had a great discussion on the podcast about the story narrative of 2016 you know make america great again the the enemy was china mm-hmm. border crossing you know evil you know the victim was blue collar americans and of course the solution was donald trump the mm-hmm. hero is gonna take it all and so um now that's fraying right you see the way he's behaving you see the constant grievance uh, you see the fraying of his coalition of people who are kind of tired of the same routine. Uh, 
um, you see people wandering out of his, his presidential announcement, right? Um, you don't see a real presidential campaign at all. I mean, let's be honest. Have you seen much of a presidential campaign? It's, yeah, right. It was an announcement, right? It, it really isn't. I mean, he, he did an announcement because he, he thinks it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah. Um, so I do believe that the, the cult of personality will break, um, and there's better than even chance it'll break with an indictment of some kind because he has broken laws. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, of course, we're going to go through some stuff. Um, yeah. There are those who who believe, you know, viciously and vociferously that he is an innocent man, wrongly accused, but I think we're going to have to go through that uh, as a country mm-hmm. to get the other side. So so I guess I suppose for some reason, after all these years in the military and the politics, I've got this strange kernel of optimism still, huh. which is really weird. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, in my world, you know, cynicism is the way to go, but but the optimist in me believes that we will find a path to the right. You know, it's it's it's... Yeah. it's I think there's an old saying that you know America will do will, will eventually do the right thing. You know, do they'll do all the wrong things to eventually do the right thing. <laughs> I'm cautiously optimistic that we will find our way to right, um, as my friend Mark, uh, my good friend, very good friend Alex Vindman said so clearly. Right here, yeah. right matters. Yeah. Uh, I believe that here, right matters still, yeah. um, and that we do have the right people doing the right things, and we'll get to it eventually. Um, there will be a uh, like all palace coups that, and, yeah. and, and, ter- and and changes of power. There's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be some some princes stabbing each other in the backs. Um, uh, this Congress is going to be an unholy war uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, between them. I, I'm going to savor the, the suffering, <laughs> um, although unfortunately America has to suffer too. I know. know. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think I think a long answer to a short question, which is, I am optimistic. I believe that Mr. Smith will do the right thing. I believe he's acting quickly already, but based on today's mm-hmm. request for information from various states, so mm-hmm. um, I am hopeful that they understand that the the two years they dorked around before the midterms, they don't have two years anymore. Right, um, another two years, and so yeah. things will culminate very quickly. And then, okay, so where are you standing on possible, uh, you know, jail time? I mean, I, it's hard for me to imagine that he's ever going to go to jail. But I do hear people yeah. thinking that perhaps they will figure out a way for that. What do you think will happen if, if he is indicted and found guilty? It's funny. I haven't spent a ton of time thinking about it. I, I, I um, of what's good and right for the country. I, 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 I think it would be uh, shocking to see a former president go into an actual prison. Mm-hmm. Um, so they may find some way that in the end they'll probably. I think they'll go round and round and round, and then they'll find a comp- they'll find mm-hmm. a compromise as if stepping back from public life. Um, which I don't know if he can. I mean, yeah. I, that's the thing. I just, right. he's the classic guy, right? He has the, it, it, the the joke, right? What's the running joke? He had the right to remain silent. You just don't have the capability. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Donald Trump does God. not have the capability no not shit. to be Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, so I believe he'll talk his way into jail. Oh my God, that's so funny. he can't shut up. I mean, God, the man is incapable so of shutting the F up, right? And you can so, say fuck, by the um, way. No matter, right? And he's incapable of not lying. I mean, the guy, right. the guy is... He doesn't even know he's lying. Well, yeah. He's such a psycho. You know, he doesn't know he's lying. So, yeah. so I, that's the thing. I, I do believe that people, probably well-minded people, will do their very best to lead him to the right answer. But at this point, this man, his 70s, who's gotten mm-hmm. his way his entire life, um, I don't know if he'll be able to resist the urge to um, destroy himself. <laughs> yeah, um, I got to you know? agree with you on that one. I mean, I had Jared Yates Sexton on last week, and he basically was saying, you know, America does not want to indict or prosecute a former president. We just don't want to do it. No. It doesn't matter what, you know, letter is behind your name. 
but he keeps talking. <laughs> he won't right. stop. And right. so he's basically right. forcing them to do it. And he could probably walk away from all of this if he would just shut the fuck up, but he can't. Right. And so, right. wow. That, that's the thing. I mean, that, that he's just opening himself up to more and more mm-hmm. every time he opens his mouth, every time he does something in the public sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, you know, he just can't stop crying. That's the other thing. <laughs> you know? It, yeah. Uh, again, I mean, just this week. I mean, you are seeing uh, – I mean, we, we all – a lot of us on the left bemoan the lack of, you know, stuff from the right mm-hmm. that we've been bemoaning for a week now. The fact he said that he wants to get rid of the, the rules, even those in the Constitution, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I think people are listening now. I think people on the right are going, Jesus, can you just stop? You know, can you just stop talking? Uh, yeah. And so you see these hopeful, they're wistfully making eyes for Ron DeSantis, <laughs> thinking he'll be the next guy, and I, I, which I think is hilarious because. Ron DeSantis is no Donald Trump, but go ahead and think that, guys. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe you'll get it. Maybe you'll get a tail before the election. Um, but uh, by the same token, um, I think I think he just can't stop. He will keep on crying, yeah. uh, and 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 the numbers are dwindling. You know, again, it's it's like that band from the seventies. I mean. <laughs> Nobody's going to follow you around the country to hear the same fucking songs over and over, right? <laughs> you know, and eventually everybody's sick of you playing the hits, and that's it. And the grievance tour, it just doesn't, yeah. it's, not, it's not fun unless you're a cultist, and the cultists are super dwindling. So, yeah, yeah, he just, he'll never stop crying and we'll, we'll never stop offering opportunities to throw him in jail. Yeah, well, you're right about that. All right, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be back after this message. Hey there, it's Kimberly. If you'd like to support the Start Me Up podcast, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You'll see all the different tiers. You can make your choice and you will have my undying gratitude. Thank you so much. Okay, we're back. All right, well, so this brings me to the fact that last week, you know, I mean, the white supremacists are clearly feeling really comfortable and emboldened. And so aside from, I mean, we've got the, the mess with Elon Musk and everything that's happening because of it, I, I believe he just allowed, I don't know if I'm going to say this name correctly, Andrew Anglin. Uh, he's uh, mm-hmm. back on to Twitter. He's a neo-Nazi who founded the infamous Stormfront and said women should be raped and locked in cages. So he's back yeah. on Twitter. And then, you know, we see Trump having dinner with uh, with that, oh, my God, Holocaust denier, horrible human being. And then, of course, yeah. the, the whole Kanye thing. And then, so I guess Tim Pool had Nick Fuentes, Kanye, and who was at Milo Yiannopoulos on his podcast. And yeah. so here, you know, I thought we had pretty much heard the end of Milo, but I guess he's now Ye's campaign manager or something. Oh, like he, that. he apparently got fired. He just left. Oh, he first. just did. He, uh, yes, he's already been fired. Wow. World moves fast. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, think, I think if you're going to go back to this, the, the worry I have, so, so we started off talking about Trump. Yeah. I think the Trump. The sun is second Trump, but here's the real danger, right? This, this, this movement's much more emboldened. Yeah, you saw this. Look, this attack in North Carolina is a very, mm-hmm. very serious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way that this wasn't a coordinated attack. We're almost it, there's just the, the everybody's trying to be cautious and not jump to conclusion. But a coordinated attack on the power grid. Um, the coincidence that there was that drag show and that the the right wing figures who had been parading about with Proud Boys and everything else. These aren't coincidences, right? Um, we've had right-wing extremists get uh, arrested for mm-hmm. planning attacks on power grid so so because they want to accelerate the race war now you've got voices like milo you've got voices like nick fuentes and others being mainline and mainstreamed through the new owner of twitter um it's a very very dangerous time yeah um and and i've 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 
I felt it. And, you know, and mm-hmm. look, I've been, in, you know me, I was a Lincoln Project guy, right? And now I do campaigns. So I've, I've been in the, I've been in the, the crosshairs for a long time when yeah. I went, I remember when I joined Lincoln Project, we had our little crisis there, which, you know, I'm sure you heard of, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things. <laughs> And we hired a security company because we were getting such a such a flood of death threats, wow. um, such a flood of attacks. Um, you know, the QAnon types have been triggered by John Weaver's behavior, and and I told and 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 I remember them coming to me and saying, "Dude, you are screwed." <laughs> and, you know, I was like, "Well, I didn't mean to be a celebrity." Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, so so you know, I've had to take I I I you know, I went out and bought a new weapon. I, I got cameras installed in the wow. house and stuff because it, it's just to protect myself. So, you know, you see a time where um, people in the public sphere are very nervous. You know, one yeah. of my complaints with the Twitter files, um, look, uh, Hunter Biden, whatever, I, I, yeah. you know, they took down dick pics that shouldn't be on there anyways. Right. But what bothered me about, what bothered me about that was the owner of Twitter gave access to an independent journalist who then published well, it's essentially private citizens who mm-hmm. are working at Twitter just doing their jobs mm-hmm. with competing demands against them and the entire world spotlight on them. Yeah. Now those civilians, those those private citizens have had their names published and they're in the crosshairs mm-hmm. of the most virulent, angry, racist, bigoted, and often violent people. That's the problem I was beating yeah. up uh, Tybee about was like, look, whatever – Hunter Biden, he's a private citizen. Do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I have a real problem with you know, just average Americans who are getting now caught up in the crosshairs, who don't have the means to defend themselves and have their lives absolutely destroyed, um, being doxxed, having threats sent mm-hmm. to them. I mean, it is not good. Um, and we are in a place now where someone will get killed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not if, it's when. Mm-hmm. And and I hope. I always say the same claim if you listen to me on other things, and I think we've had a conversation before, is, you know, our, our, the question we, I ask daily is, are our institutions prepared for this moment, and will they be able to handle it? Yeah. When you see the fact that the sheriff of Morecon, North Carolina, just happens to be good old buddies with mm-hmm. Emily Rainey, the lady who's been trying to encourage these attacks on the trans, you know, trans, those transgenders who are coming into our neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, that's not a good thing, you know. When the police forces cannot mm-hmm. be trusted at the local level, when we have constitutional sheriffs deciding what laws they're going to uh, 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 enforce or not, like in Oregon with their new gun law, we are in a very dangerous place as yeah. a, a mature democracy. But honestly, that that's the stuff that keeps me up at night much yeah. more than Donald Trump's latest antics and his anger on his fake social network. Um, it's the fact that we have a time in our country where there are people who believe they need to take up arms against mm-hmm. their fellow Americans. Yeah, it's it is terrible. I mean, I think the threat that we keep hearing about like on civil war i mean i believe we're kind of in one and it's not ever going to be like the civil war in the 1800s it's never going to be fought like that right now basically the civil war is random act not random but i mean i'd say somewhat isolated uh you know acts of of right-wing terrorism and then there's cyber warfare online and so yeah we're going to see people showing up and and bombing you know, any any time there's going to be a drag queen show or something, you know, I don't I don't even want to talk about it because it's like I don't, it's not that they need to get ideas from me, but I don't want to put out anything that would ever even give anybody an idea. But we all know what they're doing. They're using intimidation and they're use they're basically using terrorism, and so that is a real threat. And I mean, I think about it where I go out and I run my daily errands. I don't necessarily feel threatened specifically and personally but on a grand scale i do because i think well if i'm in a store and i think well what if you know what if somebody is here with a gun 
and they just feel like going on a shooting spree or whatever it is. And so you just you never know what's going to happen. And it's not that, you know, danger is just around every corner, but because it's happening sporadically, you never know where it's going to happen. And it's right. it's terrifying. And, it, you know, they're they're accomplishing what they want to do. And yeah, right. what what you're saying, I mean, obviously, I agree with you with Donald Trump losing his steam a hundred percent. You know, somebody on my Facebook page said something, you know, I don't see the Republicans turning on him at all. And I and I went and I got like three articles <laughs> uh, talking yeah. about that. And I do know that initially they kind of, you know, spoke out against January 6th and his role in it. But then they went right back to supporting him. But because he's cost them all these elections, they can't afford to keep him around anymore. They just can't. And so I know Warnock's going to win tonight, but you better go vote just in case and, you know, go vote. (laughs) But I do think Warnock's going to win and they're just going to look at Donald Trump and say, oh, my God, we can't fucking handle your shit anymore. You are a loser for us. And they're going to get rid of him. But then there's Trumpism and Trumpism is still kind of like alive and well. And so I'm just and they're lined up to take and they're lined up to take the ball and run with it. Yeah. And you know what I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned you don't think somebody like DeSantis would really be able to like replace Donald, which I agree with you. But I mean, my fear is that I don't trust DeSantis would, um, you know, he I think that he would basically try to stay in power and not do the peaceful transfer of power. Do you see that with him or do you think that he would accept uh, accept the results of an election if he lost that's a that's a tough question i i, I this is where that weird optimism comes in <laughs> <laughs> i as don't feel it I for despi- him and i really i really despise ron DeSantis. Yeah. I, I think he is a very dangerous i think he's a bully i just don't like bullies yeah aside from everything else that's wrong with him i don't like bullies mm-hmm. he's a bully mm-hmm. but yeah he is but but i hate that but that but is <laughs> a lawyer um, that he is grounded in the same values of military service that I am, even hmm. though I interpret that differently. Um, and so, for all of that talk and that bullying and 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 those things, I do think that perhaps he sees the parameters of that mm-hmm. and what that means. Uh, and will be limited by them. Um, I think he can cause havoc in between. I think there's, but by the same token, I, I don't I don't say that to because you know the peaceful transfer of power is the ultimate, right? Right. But, they could do a lot of damage long before that, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and so by the same token, a person like him, what they'll do is they'll take the rules available to them and use them as to the to mm-hmm. the nth degree, right? I mean, he'll he'll change laws to make mm-hmm. his life, you know, to give him more power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think the biggest danger with a guy like him is he will read every line of a law and then find where he can drive through it, and then he'll gladly use his legislature, like he is in Florida, to simply change the law to fit yeah. him. Yeah. Um, they're right now, right? They're talking about that there's Florida law in the books that says the governor has to resign if he's going to run for higher office. He has to resign from governor. Day after the election, the head of the Florida Republican Party legislature is saying, oh, you know what? I'm happy to change that law. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll just change the law. You know, it's, it's cool. And, and so the danger with a guy like DeSantis and, and a cult of personality and then a willing and subservient legislature or and a willing and subservient court system is that are the things that you think and I think are important as far as the rule of law, well, they'll just change them, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's just like, and it's no different than Putin. Putin's following Russian yeah. law. You know, he, he just keeps changing it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You know, it's, well, yeah. I don't like this law. We're going to change it. You see? Right. So that's the really danger. You know, so it's not, it's, 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 it's not, there'll be a violent coup. They all learned their lesson. January 6th was not the answer. The real danger with the next 
um, the next, you know, authoritarian is that they learned the lesson that that didn't work. So mm-hmm. we're just going to change the rules to make sure it never comes up. Right. Again. Yeah. And that's, and that's why yes. I fear a guy like DeSantis. Is, wow. That's why I fear these. You know, does that make sense? So, mm-hmm. and you see it, you, you, you don't have to make this stuff up and we're yeah. not talking out in, a, in a vacuum. He's practicing in Florida right now. Yeah. Um, and, it, and, and, it, and we, we ignore what he's done in Florida to our own danger because mm-hmm. he will manipulate whatever he has to manipulate to keep power. He'll change the rules to make sure he can. Um, at the drop of a hand, and as long as there's willing and subservient partners in the legislature and the judicial branch, he could get away with it. So that's that scares yeah. me more. That is, yeah, you make a good point, and uh, it is terrifying. They're, they're just so scary, and it's like we just need to keep them from power for a while till they get it, right. and they're like, oh, okay, well, we can't behave this way anymore. I mean, we could still do what we like. Let me ask right. you this. Why do you think, because I don't see the Republican Party doing the smart thing, which I think would be, you know, put up a, a bunch of, you know, Glenn Youngkin types, because he's, he, I don't like the guy. Right. He is a hypocrite. He's a liar. He's basically a Trumper in a nice sweater. Um, but he, he could win elections. You know what I mean? Yes. And I'm, and I'm not just talking about him spe- I mean yes him specifically but I mean if they just went the way of like the Glenn Youngkin way soft spoken you know his, his appearance is very he, he's a nice enough looking man with his sweater vest and he puts on this whole production of hey I'm this really nice guy and we all know he's not but you know I mean no. I hate to say this but voters are so easily fooled and it just seems to me that the Republican Party would go, oh, OK, this whole like outwardly racist, misogynist, bigot thing isn't working for us. So let's just pretend we're not that way. And so why do you think they're instead of reading the freaking room? Why are they just keep dub- Why do they keep doubling down on the hate? Well, I, I don't know. I, this is that optimist guy again. I, I'm not necessarily sure that's true anymore. Right. I mean, if you look at the candidates who lost. Jared Majewski didn't win. You know, a lot of the candidates, you know, a lot of the most hateful, awful people uh, in, 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 in even some districts they should have won didn't win. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I think there may be a movement of people kind of going, okay, wait a minute, this is just, this is a bit much. You're a bit much. It'll be interesting to see what happens with, with Walker. Walker's a yeah. big plant. Yeah. Obviously, we know that. He's fucking useless. You know, he's telling the rock. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had his, really. his, his brain's freaking mush. I mean, that's fine. And, and so so I'm not necessarily sure he won't. If he, like I said, on my show the other day with Mark McKinnon, you know, he, he thinks Youngkin has a chance. He think, he doesn't necessarily think DeSantis is going to walk into it. Yeah. Um, it'll really be interesting how, how, how the collapse of Trump goes and if he splits the party yeah. um, and, and, and what he takes with him. Uh, I mean, there has been a fear, a fear uh, amongst so many of the normies because they're afraid of being primaried by these guys. They're mm-hmm. afraid, well, look, Trump's little Trump's little choices did not do well this cycle. Mm-hmm. So there are, the real politicians in that party are doing the numbers in their head going, you know, maybe I'm not as worried about him prim- sending a primary against me because it didn't fucking work. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it takes... You know, the, the calculating politicians in this party are, are doing the numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not deep enough out of midterms yet and into the presidential year yet for me to make the conclusion that they're not learning that. Um, a lot of people I trust who have been in this business a long time tell me that that, that Youngkin is a player. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that there's there's others out there. It's not going to be Nikki Haley. It's not going to be the the um, you know it could be a DeSantis, but so we'll see. I mean, huh. I'm, I'm not ready to say they Very haven't figured that out. 
Um, I do think the Republican Party is going to go through some stuff. Mm -hmm. I do believe that watching in real time the debacle that is the Republican House mm -hmm. is going to teach some lessons too, because they're going to be fucking useless. Let's be honest. They're going to <laughs> yes, they will make a ton of noise. Right, but they're not going to pass a law. They're mm -hmm. not going to actually help Americans. You're going to have Margie Taylor Greene mm -hmm. on a committee, squeaking and squawking and harassing <laughs> people and being fucking crazy. Yeah. You're going to see Bobert being crazy. Andy Biggs, Gosar, for God's sake, who yeah. ran unopposed, which is disgusting. Yeah. You know, all these cranks are going to be front and center. And me, as a political professional who helps run campaigns. Is going to be videotaping every goddamn one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously. And I'm going to, and we're going to hold it against all of them when we yeah. run in the fall of, of 2024. We're going to say, look, this is this is what you wrought upon yeah, us. Exactly. This is, this is the effect, right? Wow. Um, are you tired yet? Are you tired of these games? <laughs> are you ready to have people? So, so we'll see. Um, I mean, it's going to be an interesting couple of years in, yeah. in, in my line of work, but. Uh, and you know we'll see interesting so before i let you go i just want to quickly say i watched the lincoln project documentary and then of course i did see ah. you, and i did see your son um but it, it was a fascinating <laughs> documentary to me because you know I've, I've i've talked about this before on my podcast but i just i have somebody from the link i mean you're no longer with him correct are you with him at all correct okay no ma'am i left completely in february last year okay um so you know i mean initially the way i felt about them was i always always loved and appreciated you know the, the messaging that they put out and then obviously as you mentioned there was all kinds of scandal and one of the scandalous things was about the money and how it was distributed i know that yeah. thorn what was her name what's her first name thorn jennifer horn, jennifer horn was basically yeah. saying don't donate to them and and so i think my concern about the lincoln project remains except for after mm -hmm. watching this documentary i really you know i mean it, it, it's clear to me that the the people who are messaging in the lincoln party i'm um, the lincoln project um they understand republicans i think a little bit better yes. than democrats do and the, at, at what resonates i know part of it was trolling donald trump but but mm -hmm. you know democrats are always screaming that you know we need better messengers well this is the kind of messaging. Obviously, Democrats responded very favorably to this messaging because they made, you know, so much money. Lincoln Project made so much money from people sending in donations. And the critique was, well, like I know there are certain people who critiqued and said, well, they didn't give money directly to candidates, but they don't necessarily have to. That's the, right. the whole point of this was messaging. And so I've kind of like decided that regardless of what I think of the individual personalities over at Lincoln Project, I absolutely appreciate that messaging. And as long as they continue to to do that, I don't give a shit if they make a lot of money. If Democrats are going to yeah. send them money, you know, it's like, <laughs> I just honestly, yeah. I don't care. What I care about is I just hope the thing that I was looking for or looking at in 2020 was, are they going to you know, how are they going to behave after? So now it's like, how are you going to be behave in five years? But until then, your three years or whatever it is until then, I mean, I'm going to support the messaging that I agree with. So yeah. I just, I just wanted to kind of say that because, you know, I've, I've certainly not liked certain people in that group and I don't have to like <laughs> them though. I don't have to like them to recognize that right. they're doing something that's benefiting me and the country. So 
that's how I see yeah. it. And I know that's kind of controversial and people may not agree with me, but I just had to say my piece because you're here and you could listen <laughs> to me. And I know we're on a Zoom call that I, I'm getting the warning that I'm, I'm going to have to shut this down. So I want you to tell everybody where to find you. Great. Well, as always, I'm still on Twitter. I'm holding out uh, at FP Wellman. Uh, Instagram is FP Wellman official uh, because of things. Uh, and then, of course, the, the podcast is doing really well. There is a Twitter feed for that on Democracy Pod. But we are on YouTube on Democracy Podcast. It's, it's really easy. It's on Democracy FP Wellman where you can find it in all your favorite Apple, Spotify, the usual places. I'm real proud of the show. It's it's, uh, it's growing. It's, it's The studio is really nice. We put together a nice professional show in a, a studio this, this season, if you will, and I'm having some fun folks. I, I've got, I've got uh, Sold Out O'Brien this week. Wow. Next week is going to be Michael Steele. Yeah. Very Michael cool. Steele is going to come on, and then I've got uh, Ruth Benguia to talk about authoritarianism. So we've got some really interesting guests that have been just kind to join me, and uh, I'm really pumped. So I hope I hope you'll, hope you'll check it out and, and join me over there. Yes, please do. And of course, I'm author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. My books are on Amazon. Fred, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was good catching up, Kimberly.